Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mentorship Mondays with Michelle and Marin, where we talk about all things spiritual, all things metaphysical, and all things mediumship. How are you today, Marin? I'm great, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing really well, really well. A little tired this morning, but doing well. I mean, this Good. evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we film this in the morning. Yes, we're filming this yes, early. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling kind of like peppy though, so I'm because I'm really excited about the show. So I'm. Yes. I'm not quite. I don't think I'm tired. I'm so excited. I'm excited about our topic. I am because I'm super. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of info, and it it's this. Um, I've got a lot of this energy lately of uh going back to the basics. Uh, yeah. For me, like I've been um really going back to kind of refreshing how I'm doing things, which I think is great to do, um, especially when we're trying to change things up or we're stepping into new energies, like looking at how have I been doing things? Maybe I should try something a little different. Why don't I do, you know, not doing the same steps like we were talking about earlier, not doing things always the same way, changing it up. Because as we change things up, we get different results. So mm -hmm. what are we talking about today, Marin? <laughs> We are talking about meditation. So I'm super excited about this because obviously, you know, I love to do this. This is what changed my life. Um, some uh, listener had a question about what is meditation. So I thought we could like really deep dive into it because there's a lot of different things that kind of qualify as meditation or different yes. ways that people access a meditative state. Yeah. So um, I thought we could talk about that today. But before we talk about that, I saw the coolest thing on Instagram and I have to share it because okay. I feel like I'm going to purchase this and yeah. I feel like a lot of listeners would be interested in this as well. So it's called Turning Hearts. It is a QR code that you put on a gravestone. So if someone passes by your loved one's gravestone, they just scan the... QR code and they get to see like a montage of your um, loved one and what they did. So my um, stepmother who passed from ovarian cancer, she was an artist and she loved to draw flowers and flowers were her favorite thing. And, yeah. um, and I thought, oh my gosh, I could put a QR code of all of her paintings on there. And then it's like, she's with her flowers always. And everyone gets to experience how beautiful her flower paintings That's were. Amazing. So I, That's amazing. I'm so excited. So here's like, here's the little Instagram. It's called, again, it's called turning hearts and it just goes like that on. And then you scan it. And that's the man that has passed away that he's playing his guitar. So you get to see. Yeah. So turning what hearts. You, so what, so it looks like it's like a, um, looks like plastic. Like a, is it a little piece of metal or okay. And you stick it to the grave. That is incredible. What a great yeah. idea. Yeah. So you can just go and scan it and experience that person and how wonderful for family too. To yeah. Go and, turning and, hearts. So it's a turning yeah. underscore hearts on Instagram. Oh, I love and, that. And um, you can, it says view shop. And then you How'd can you come across like, that. That just pop up just for you. Randomly <laughs> popped up. Yeah. So it gives randomly. them like a little website page and you can put yeah. their things. Uh, so, uh, it definitely is a message for somebody for sure. Yeah. I agree. And it's or so, for somebody's. 
So special. Then you don't have to worry about that one little line that you put on the gravestone. You can. (laughs) Isn't that the truth though? Because, you know, um, there's so much that we would want to share past the the date of somebody's funeral um, to keep that memory alive for everyone else so that they can, like, like you said, with artwork, with uh, a singing voice, family, pets, like all mm-hmm. the things that this person has done in their life can be shared for mm-hmm. many, many, many years to come, which I think mm-hmm. is incredible. That's awesome. That's really good. It's I've never really heard of anything cool. like that before. I haven't mm-hmm. either. And it's such a great idea. So I have to pass it along. I can't wait to get mine and, and make up my little website. And oh gosh, then I'm probably going to get another one and then another one and then another one because can't leave any family you know what out. I also just saw. I, I got to tell you, and maybe this will be something that comes in the future, but I just saw a hologram, like a oh, hologram. Wow. That would be so, amazing. Can you imagine someday being able to scan the code and the hologram of that individual comes up in front of you and talks and tells you about their life and like oh, historical man. figures, family members. Okay, that is actually making me rethink my death plan because I was like oh just cremate me just spread me around and now I'm like oh man maybe I need a place where you can go I guess you could just if it's a hologram you buy a turning hearts code and just stick it on your living room door and I'll be right there so like how amazing is that that's really cool and you could put that QR code anywhere yeah you could yeah Stick it in my boys' rooms. I I know, like (laughs) hopefully I'll be a grandma by then. Like, hey kids, here's grandma. (laughs) Grandma's here for dinner. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Grandma again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Grandma's wearing the same dress. (laughs) (laughs) But that's really cool. It really brings the memory of the person alive and I'm very very excited about it to to use it. And, yeah, I like that. That is really cool. That. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Well, oh my gosh, let's... I don't know if this is appropriate, but now I'm thinking Christmas presents. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, like, could you like putting that on the tree, on the Christmas tree? Oh, like, oh, that's the, like cool. I'm just saying, possibilities are endless. And yes. Like I was thinking, like get it for my mom for Christmas so she can make one for her parents, and like you know, then I'll yes get it for my dad for my stepmom. Although I don't know if he's tech savvy enough to run around and find all her. You imagine what technology the technology is today, what it's going to be like in hundred years, right? And I know we've done sessions with like Adrian and um, Eric has done predictions and talking about the future timelines and technology. And there's just so many things that are just mind blowing to even think that we have and will have the technology and a lot of it being reverse technology from ETs as -hmm. well. So Mm -hmm. um, very, very, it fascinates me. That's something that I have so much interest in is all of these different things that um, we're, we're going to experience and maybe not us in this lifetime, but in another lifetime we will. Yeah. So. It's so, so funny that you say meditation. that because I literally oh, yeah. was having like a, um, a thought about like, I know I've been around for a while and um, 
Like I know yeah. I've like recalled past lives, like, you know, in Egyptian times and whatnot. Yeah. And like, I was thinking about like, wow, like, I wonder if I was so excited to come back and like drive a car, like, oh, I can't wait to try out this technology in this lifetime, yeah. like, you know, driving the car yeah. and like, wonder what will be next. Like, you know, like when I'm I sure really there's something that will be invented in my like, lifetime that I thought that about that I just don't know exists yet, but it's true it's true like just in going back like when we were talking about the alden house last week at halloween time uh, looking back at some of the photos and i was just thinking like look how much has changed in 100 years like how much progress in 100 years and what we've been able to develop and i mean this next 100 years is going to be even bigger you know um the, this conversation can go in multiple directions. Maybe we shouldn't I know. go there. Well, this one, you think of AI, and there's like so many wordings yeah. about AI that I don't know if that's really within our scope well, of talking you, you about. Know, but it's kind of Eric said to me about AI is he says you know like it's like okay we'll look at the internet right now and we can take the internet for all the positivity, all the things that it gives us. Like look at our connection today. You know, we wouldn't, this wouldn't be possible without the internet. We wouldn't be able to communicate, see each other in different locations and bring all these people together if we didn't have this. But then there's also this side to the internet because everything has polarity. So there's this other side where it can be dark and, you know, dark Mm -hmm. things happen. And um, that's the way he showed me AI as things going in the future. It's, it's not. AI, it's the hands that it's in. Mm-hmm. It's the what's the um, you know what what purpose does an individual or individuals have with it? Because there's a lot of positive things to it as well. So you know he always says it goes back to what what do you choose to believe about it, and where do you choose to put your attention and awareness towards it. But um, yeah, that's a that's another topic too. <laughs> how many topics could we create? Like, we should just have a, se- a session that says how many things can Marin and Michelle speak about in one forty-five one, minute session? Yeah, <laughs> and go. I know, right? Yeah. Um, so, okay, okay. Back to meditation. What, we're going to start we calling really it stew about? instead of potpourri. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Michelle okay. and Marin stew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so back to meditation. Yes. All right, so I thought I would just start off by like, what is the definition of meditation? And then we can kind of like go into like the different avenues. So the Mayo Clinic defines meditation as focusing your attention and eliminating the stream of unwanted, of jumbled, excuse me, jumbled, Mayo Clinic uses the word jumbled, okay. Um, focusing your attention and eliminate the stream of jumbled thoughts that may be crowding your mind and causing stress. So basically meditation is clearing your mind. Yeah. And you know, um, when I started, I know meditation is huge for you. That's what cracked everything open for you and yoga, right? Yoga together with that. Um, but meditation for me, when I started meditating, I started it because I was under so much stress. I was in a lot of emotional turmoil and I was um, going through a lot of um, 
challenges in relationships with some people. Um, I was also dealing with a cancer diagnosis and, and the afterwards, you know, cause we don't always talk about how things go afterwards, but it was like a lot of picking up the pieces for a while. Yeah. So I was in a lot of just, I, I would call it lost. I just felt emotionally lost. I felt completely ripped apart and I had to figure out how to build myself again. I had to yeah. figure out where, where to start and meditation is what came to me and I've never been, um, uh, like we'll say a daily meditator. I I'd never done that in the past in my life. I've understood the benefits of it. Like I, I would agree with people and I could get quiet for a little bit, but not to the way that I started to do it. So when I started doing meditation, I did it simply to be in my heart space. That was my goal. My goal was, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I watched some videos. I did a little bit of reading. Like, I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to close my eyes and I'm going to take advantage of peace and quiet. I'm going to go into my heart space and I actually visualize crawling into my heart space. And how I would start it was I tapped on my heart. I just went oh. to the rhythm, went right to the rhythm. And I just would tap. And every time I would tap, I would see a little pulsation of green. I would visualize that. And I would tap and tap. And that's what I did to keep to the rhythm. And what that did was that started to get me into a relaxed state. And then I started to feel things. I started to feel warmth. I started to feel presence. Um, that went on for, uh, and let me tell you, I call it medication instead of meditation because for me, it became my place to escape into because at the time mm -hmm. I was so uncomfortable in so many things in my life that I needed to escape it. So it was almost like a detachment, but then it turned into so much more because then it turned into being able to connect, not detach. I began to yeah. understand myself deeper. But it took me maybe about, um, I would say, um, maybe a few weeks before I started to see things. And it was every day I would do it around 7 o'clock at night. That was my time to do it. And um, I always did it in the dark. I put a blindfold on and things started to happen. Like, and I would get excited to go into meditation because every meditation I would start to see little pictures, little images, like little movies playing. And it would be so brief. And I'll never forget the first time I saw um, an image and it was this uh, open field with a big tree and it had kind of a pinkish grayish look to the tree. And then there was a swing hanging from the tree and it was swinging, it was moving. I could see the breeze, everything was moving. And I was just like in such awe that I was seeing this. Like just, I couldn't believe what I was seeing that when it would pop up, I it would pop away because I'd get so excited, right? Seeing it. Yeah. But that was my first experiences with meditation. And then of course, um, those things started to quiet down. And then I call it the getting into the real meat and potatoes of meditation because the mystical stuff started to kind of go to the side. And then it became more of a 
um, getting in touch with my breath, getting in touch with my, my thoughts, riding with my thoughts. And uh, now the meditation that I do is, uh, it's different. It's different because one day I might go into a, uh, a meditation where I get very quiet and it's much easier to get into that state now than what it used to be. But what I do every day is I do art meditation, where it's just I go into a zone and in that zone, my eyes are open. So I see things differently than when my eyes are closed, right? I'm sure you know what I'm talking about with that. But what about you? Like, tell us, because you have a lot of good experience in your meditation. Yeah. Well, that's so interesting. So I too genuinely did it because I wanted to reduce stress. Um, I had a dream. I'm a big dreamer, mm-hmm. um, which is actually really funny, Michelle, because the first time I ever had a session with you, you the first thing you said to me was, um, do you have very vivid dreams? And I said, no, I don't dream at all. And or at least I'm sure I'm dreaming, but I don't remember anything. And now like, I would say that's like a defining characteristic of my yeah. uh, mediumship is the yeah. dreams that like correspond with my experiences. Yeah. So I think that's really mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the very few dreams that I had ever had, I dreamt that I was um, sitting in a room and I was meditating and I was, I felt such peace. Like I could feel my feeling in the dream and I felt so much peace. I woke up the next day and I was like, I am making a meditation room. I'm going to start meditating. This is what, this is in the middle of COVID when like, it was like, I felt like it was like a, like a sinking ship or something. It was like, and now there are two people with COVID. And then the next day you'd get on and like, this is a world disaster. And now there are four people with COVID and you know, like we are shutting everything. Now there are a hundred people with COVID and you're like, Oh my God. You know? Um, so it was just like such a slow, like, panic. I don't know. It was so so interesting and weird. Um, It's like you just expected like the world was going to end tomorrow Mm -hmm. with the panic, but yet Mm -hmm. there was only a hundred and there were only 200. Um, So there was so much, I had so much anxiety and I felt so peaceful in the stream. I was like, that's what I'm doing with my, um, my quarantine is I'm going to like start meditating. And, um, and so that's what I did. And I, um, I then did pair it up with yoga. Um, it was again, kind of like that same thing. Like I'm just stressed and I don't think that working out is like giving me that stress relief that I need. Like I want to do yoga. Also had a lot mm-hmm. to do with the fact that if you do yoga, you don't have to change into anything. You don't need a sports bra. You don't need tennis shoes. Yeah. Just being your PJs doing yoga. Yep. is like so easy. So, yep. um, so anyways, so I would do yoga and then I would do meditation. I had no idea that actual correlation that yoga was invented to prepare mm-hmm. your body for meditation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you ever want to do yoga um, to then or get, you know, give yourself like a leg ahead, do mm-hmm. yoga and then do meditation. Um, and I even have like, if we get to it today, I have like chakra there's yoga moves that will help open your chakras um, mm-hmm. to prepare you mm-hmm. for meditation. But um, anyway, so I started doing that and it's kind of the same thing where it was, um, I would, it, I would, I would do it for a while. First of all, it, I like, I seemed to like lose track of time. 
Yeah. Um, and at first you get the whole like, you know, okay, I'm not good at this. But then I don't know, just doing that yoga would help. So, so I have here also written what you can do um, to be good at yoga. And I kind of want to go through it because that is my experience with meditation. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, what yeah. you can do in meditation. So yeah. the first thing you're supposed to do is focus your attention on an anchor point. So okay. this is like a mantra or your breathing. Um, you said your heartbeat, you were focusing yeah. on your heartbeat. Yeah. Um, I love that. So focus your attention on an anchor point. I did my breathing. I would listen to the sound of my breathing. And yeah. then I would look at the inside of my eyelids. And I noticed that I was like seeing these like um, color swirls. Yeah. I don't know. And so I would start to see that. Or you could like, you would see like the little like rods and cones specks, you know, like. Yep. So yep. I had my eyes were fixated on that. My mind was fixated on just the sound of the breathing. So those were my yeah. anchor points. I also sometimes would repeat like a mantra in my head, um, Sat Nam, and that would help me um, mm -hmm. with just like the thoughts to Net get the flow. thoughts to go away. Because yeah. that's what you're trying to do is to get all the thoughts out. And so mm -hmm. they said like, when you get a thought that comes in your mind, you just want to be non-judgmental of it. You want to notice that it's in. Don't judge it. Don't say, I'm horrible at this. I can't do this. Or why did I think of that? Or I'm doing this wrong. You just let it come in and then you let it go out. So you want to be very non-judgmental because you're training your mind to have the ability to be aware of where your mind is going. Like that's what yes. meditation is all about. You're just training your mind. So you're not going to be perfect the first time. And you right. want to be aware of your thoughts. And that's how it correlates to like you. I think we just have these like unconscious systems that work throughout the day where you mm -hmm. get stressed and you don't even know it or you're negative self-talking to yourself and right. you don't even know right. it. But then once you right. can become aware of a thought that's coming into your mind, you can also like, you know, push it out. So you're training your mind to be aware and then to release. Um, right. And that's how it helps with stress reduction. Yeah. But where it gets into this whole mediumship thing is that it takes your brain from, um, I don't know, what, what are we normally, like alpha or something? Yeah. It takes you from, I think it's alpha, to, yeah. um, to theta, your yeah. theta waves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this is how your thoughts, and I just love this because this is exactly what happens to our thoughts. So your first thoughts that you'll have that will like happen to enter into your mind are going to be yeah. like the situational thoughts like, oh, this pillow's hard or this floor is hard or my yes. back hurts or I've gotten itch. I can't sit or, here right now. Or this is, how yeah. am I going to, yeah. Yeah. Or, oh, did I, did I reply to that email before I got started with this? Or did yeah. I lock yeah. the front door before I got yeah. started with this? Or, you know, yeah. whatever. Oh, did I leave the like, you know, water running, whatever it is. Those are like your situational thoughts that you have first yeah. and those will yeah. come in and um, and I feel like sometimes I have to take care of something like, ah, oh, did I, did I lock the front door? I'll get yep. up and go lock it yep. or did, yep. you know, whatever. Or like sometimes, like you were saying, like the, the lights would really bother me. Like the lights yep. when I would first close my eyes would, were fine. But then as I would get into meditation, I'm like, ah, oh, those are like really bright. And so then yeah. I have to turn the yep. lights off or, yep. so I'll, I'll take care of it if I need to. Yep. Um, and then the second thoughts that you'll get are like your general life situation thoughts. So like, oh, yeah. I was really mean to so-and-so earlier. I shouldn't have said what I said or, you know, like why is so-and-so always, you know, 
blah, blah, blah. Like you just get in these like, yeah. and it's so true. Like that's exactly yeah. what happens. Yeah. Like you start thinking, yeah. oh, like I really don't like my job. What should I really, you know, you get these yes. life situational um, thoughts. But what you're supposed to do is observe without judgment. Don't be like, oh, I got off track or, oh, I did. Like they'll pass. They will pass as you're That's going right. through they this. absolutely will pass. Yes. So it's just part of your brain getting into yeah. the wave that it needs to get into. That's right. Um, and then the third, your thoughts will become more dreamlike. And this for me is when I feel like, because that dreamlike state is the theta state. So this is to me when the um the spirits will come in and it is so interesting because i feel like sometimes i get into this space where i'm like half awake and half asleep and these thoughts are running without me even like doing anything and then i'll kind of like wake up and i'll be like oh my gosh there was just this whole scene of these two men and they were talking and they were trying to tell me something and like you know it's very dreamlike or like i remember or i feel like i'll see um well also i'll see people or I'll see like experiences, like all of a sudden it'll take me to like a past life and I'm like on a ship in a boat and I'm doing this or, or sometimes it'll be like this metaphorical like, um, image that you see, or like you saw, you saw the tree and it was just mm -hmm. beautiful. And like, so it does become very dreamlike, but that's the theta mm -hmm. state and that's where spirit can reach us. Um, yes. so if you hang tight and, and like, I remember at that stage too, I would say, did I just think of that? And then I was like, no, I'm not that detailed. Why would I think of a pink tree? I would think yeah. of a green tree. Like, right. you know, like you don't, right. um, why would I put that hue to it? Why would I, you know, so, exactly. so that's like what you do. Um, and then it's, um, they said, you want to become like an observer of your thoughts. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Cause that's what I do. I'll start narrating. I'll be like, okay, there's a field, there's a tree at the end of the field and there's a swing in it. Okay. Like I start like narrating what yes. I'm seeing. I don't know. Yes. So I become the observer of my thoughts. Yes. Um, so that that was really interesting. And then they say that your, the feelings in your body start to alter and you'll feel tingling or you'll feel pulses. And I was like, oh my gosh, what I thought was so interesting is that I don't know if I'm just, or you and I, mediums are the only ones that have connected that to like actual spirits. But when I feel that, that's the spirits talking to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's very yeah. purposeful. Like, I'll be like, you yeah. know, uh, who are you? Are you a man or a woman? Ding or yeah. ding or yeah. like, I'll start yeah. to feel this wave of energy come up. Like, yeah. it's, it, yes. it is spirit or it is your chakra system because they say that meditation is actually greater awareness, right? And so, that's um, I, when I would meditate, I always had, um, I would get like a pit in my stomach. And I remember, mm. and I've told you this several times, I would be like, oh, wait, I, I'm meditating to reduce stress. Why is it giving me anxiety? Mm -hmm. Cause that's like mm -hmm. that anxious mm -hmm. feeling, that pit in your stomach feeling. And then finally I figured out that was my solar plexus opening ready to like receive. And I had no yes. idea. And I would yeah. get really dizzy. And that was my vibrations expanding and I wasn't used yes. to that energy. Yes. And so you do get all these like physical feelings when you get yes. to a certain point in meditation. Yeah. That is mm -hmm. so interesting. Part of the process. Yeah. Part of the process. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they say, do not be discouraged because if, uh, if you get, if you fall asleep, I've fallen asleep many a times yeah, me too. in meditation. Yeah. 
Um, and they said that it's not, or like, or if you get drowsy and again, like I said, sometimes I get in that theta state and I'm like kind of teetering on consciousness and unconsciousness. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like narrating helps me like stay awake because I'm like observing my thoughts helps me stay awake. Yeah. Um, but that, um, they said like drowsiness, it's not the goal, but it is a sign of success because that means you are taking your brain through those brainwave states. So, um, so if you fall asleep, like, yay, you got your brain from going, ah, to like calm. So you're there and then, you know, eventually you'll be able to, and honestly, depending on what time of day it is, even how busy your day was, you know, um, there are several times where I fall asleep in the middle of the day too. So, um, (laughs) yeah, um, so anyways, I just thought that was so interesting. And then we were talking about there's not just lay down on the floor meditation or sit in a seat meditation. There's other meditations that also take you through these states. And I know you were talking about what you do. I um, go running and it's like, and it's that, that, that state of your thoughts. It's like, Oh, this is hard. Oh, my hip hurts or Oh, like, you know, I want to stop. And then all of a sudden I'll start thinking about like processing my day and like those big general, like life things that you start processing. And then all of a sudden I'm in like a, a full, like I'm like in the zone running and I'm in a full blown, like I see things, I hear things, I'm having yeah. conversations in my head and like, yes. I'm enlightened at that point. And yes. so I don't think that meditation has to just be sitting I think even driving you do that when you get in that like procedural state of driving yes your brain can get there and most people can relate to that with a driving and all of a sudden arriving at your destination and being like I don't remember that drive (laughs) (laughs) like I don't even know how I got here because I know that's happened to me it's scary scary but yeah 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 And that is that um, and state. And what yeah. do you do, Michelle, for your other types of meditation? For my, like for art meditation, for that art sort of meditation. thing. Yeah. I, generally, that and gardening for me. So just going and digging in the dirt, um, okay. planting, those types of things. I find that very meditative. For me, there's less, um, like really, it's getting me to a state of relaxation. Mm-hmm. So it's what brings me to that state. So whether it be gardening or particularly art is what I have the best experience with. Also meditating in the bathtub is a big one for me. Water is an amplifier, right? It amplifies energy. Um, I have a lot of great conversations in the bathtub. That's where I connect with Bronwyn the most, my guardian angel. I in the bathroom (laughs) in the shower but I have a lot of spirits that will come to me in the shower because I'm in a relaxed state it's quiet nobody's bothering me I'm you know it's usually first thing in the morning so I'm wide awake and um I feel refreshed but when I go into the bathtub there's um we have a, a like a jacuzzi tub right so when the jets run there's like kind of a lull to the jets Right? Yeah. There's kind of like a shh, shh and so I can yeah. go right to that noise and just settle right into it. And very soon after, I can slip into a theta state in the bathtub. I think probably the easiest 
for me yeah. is in the bathtub. Yeah. Um, with the art meditation, that one's a little bit different. I don't tend to connect in the same ways. So um, when I'm doing an art piece for somebody, th this is what I enjoy the most because I'm connecting with their guides. So it's interesting because it's almost like I get stories given to me. So they come in little daydreams and stories. So I'll see little visuals or get feelings about the guides. And, and because I'm in, like, my intent is connecting with, you know, whoever it is, guides and working with them. Um, I know that it's all for them, but I find that very interesting because it's almost like exercising a different part of me. You know, it's a little different than when I'm doing mediumship because it's just me, myself, the artwork and spirit. Yeah. So it's, it just, it works a little different part of me. So there's not so much of a process to that. The process is allowing myself to just move, allowing the lines, allowing the whatever come together and just observing it. I'm just observing. It's really all I'm doing. Um, you know, when you were talking about observation and being the observer, it's so interesting because at the time that I started doing meditation, I really started to understand that we're not our thoughts. Yeah. That we're not our emotions. We are not our thoughts. That they are um, signposts. They're, it's information for us. But we are not the thoughts. And to be able to go into your meditation understanding that the thoughts that come up are not actually you. They are thoughts. They are telling you a story. They are supplying information based on perception and experience. And so, if you can put yourself into, a, you know, a little separate space and say, "I'm going to observe these thoughts that I carry around," I'm going to just observe it. And coming from that point of view, it's very interesting to watch what thoughts do come up. Because you can analyze yeah. those thoughts themselves, you know, yeah. so when you look at it from a different perspective and allow it to flow through, and the thing is, is the more you do it, the more you do it and the more you do it, the easier it is to get into that state. But I love that you said, like, don't give up. Don't, you know, because it is a process of trial and error. And mm -hmm. these are generalizations of the you know different states that we go through to get to that place of quiet but it takes time to do that and so allow it to be a journey you know it's a journey that I take every day no matter which way I do it and I was saying to you earlier before we started that um, I give myself at a minimum 60 seconds a day to connect with source to feel that pure energy and I prefer to do that before I start my sessions for the day. But that's just, you know, that's not any deep meditation. That's just sitting with the energy in my heart. That's putting focus in my heart and filling it with that energy and just sitting in the quiet and allowing that to be. And um, to me, that's like what filling What does that the feel like? Up. Is that like gratitude? Like you're sitting in gratitude or are you sitting with like just the visualization of like the white light coming to you? Or are you just sitting and just focusing on breath and clearing your mind? Like, what does that look like for you? For me, that is 
I would say more of gratitude um, because I'll often go into that space and just feel so much gratitude and love and appreciation for being here. Just, yeah. just for being here. You know, um, I often go to a space of, uh, and it's not words, it's not anything that I'm saying. It's just sitting in my heart and being grateful for all the places I've been and for where I am today. Because there's not a day that goes by that I don't don't do that, that I don't remember how easily things could have gone differently and mm-hmm. how grateful I am that I, I'm, I'm still here. I'm here and I'm doing something that I never dreamed was possible and that I love. And so that in itself is a, a very warm space to be in. So I just kind of allow whatever comes from that. So as far as visualization, it's more of a feeling for me. Um, visually, I'll get a lot of green energy because that's what always comes up with my heart space. And that's where I started. I started my journey in meditation in the heart space. But mm-hmm. I'm. it's interesting oh, when you're bringing forward all this information. Um, what I find so fascinating is we all have these different ways of doing this. And um, meditation is something that for me, and I think for a lot of us, is uh, not only a place to connect with spirit, but it truly is this beautiful space within us, this world within us that really we can only go on our own connected to spirit. Well, there's so many great gurus that say heaven is not a place, it's within you, you know, and it really is so peaceful when you get to that point. Um, And then you have all that higher understanding and, and, and then, and when you sit in gratitude, like that feeling, yeah, it really, it does change you and change your perspective. It, and that changes the world around you. That changes mm-hmm. your reality and everything else. Because what is within eventually always will be without on the outside. Yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah, me too. Aww. It's such a good um, one. So let's all sit in our hearts. No, it really is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't tried med- meditating, or if you've tried it and um, given up, um, try again. Notice. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to do this to like just note. It's so funny because once someone defined those thoughts, I was like, "That does happen to me." But now yeah. I can't wait to yeah. like now that I have that awareness to go into yeah. it again and watch my to mind go, go through those those phases. Um, I'm thinking I that think too. The- I'm like, I'm gonna deconstruct that and go through that myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think the more that you do it, the easier it is to go from a busy mind to theta. Um, yes. I really do. So it, yeah. it, it does get easier. It, take, it does yeah. get a lot easier. I also feel yeah. like if what you're doing isn't working for you, like if you're doing guided meditations and, mm-hmm. and it's not working for you, change it up and try a different meditation. I've even like, sometimes I just like will hum and like that gets yeah. me there. Yeah. Or sometimes I sway and that like really helps like yeah. the the thoughts kind of go like, yes. like energy or yeah. movement does Absolutely. move energy. Yes. Um, so, and I'll do that too. I'll get on a guided meditation. Like, oh, I just want to do a guided meditation. And then I'm like, Oh, this one is not working for me. Like I am not, my thoughts are not clearing. Like, so then you just need to try something else. So definitely yeah. vary your, your, um, 
methods to see what works best for you. Um, And then also I know I do now, I just make sure I do like a short period of time. Um, But in the beginning to get to that third, like dreamlike state, I do feel Mm -hmm. like it took a very long time to get there at first. Mm -hmm. So if you're just kind of in like the phase one, phase two, and that's where you are, I think at Mm -hmm. some point you will be able to get to that third phase. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, absolutely. um, Yeah. So just hang tight. Yes. Um, Yeah. So anyways, that's meditation. Thank you for all that information. Yeah. Yeah. No, good guys. Keep the topics coming. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for um, asking. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Maren, here comes another Monday evening finished. I don't want it to end. I know. I know. (laughs) But I will see you next week. I will see everyone next week. And can't wait. Yes, please post topics because we don't know what we're talking about. So maybe maybe it'll be what you want us to talk about. That's right. Don't forget to like and subscribe and rate us on, um, uh, what is it, iTunes and all of Spotify and and all those or or watch us there if, you know, you you can only listen. So anyways. And share. And share. Oh, and if you are listening via iHeart, all those, what, how can you find us on YouTube, Michelle? What's your, what's your page? Oh, on YouTube is the Healing Heart and heart is H-A-R-T for art. Okay. So there's no E, just a dash. Okay. That's right. All right. Thank you, everyone, so much. And um, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye, Marin. Bye.